afternoon, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson with the September 23rd edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more engaged citizen and a more informed voter. Today, we're going to talk about the November 3rd election, uh, what you need to do to make sure that you are prepared to vote. Uh, but before we get to that, we have a very important message relative to the 2020 census. As everybody may recall, the census period was supposed to actually end at the end of July. That was supposed to be the end of the self-response period. And then after the pandemic, the federal government decided to extend the self-response period through the end of October. But guess what? A few weeks ago, we got noticed that the self-response period was being cut off at the end of September. So we just have another week to go and it will be the end of the census period. So for today's show, I have invited two people in our community who have worked extremely hard over the last five to six months on getting more people in our area to complete the census. They are Bishop Willie Jackson and Miss Carrie Smith. I'm going to invite them first to introduce themselves to you so you know more about their roles in the community, as well as their roles with the Greater Augustus Interfaith Coalition. Ms. Smith, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent, Ms. Janice. Hey, tell us a little bit more about uh, your role in the community and how you've worked so hard over the last several months with the Census Project. Well, Ms. Janice, my role in the community, I am a retired U.S. Army veteran who has a commitment to working and volunteering in my community as a role of service. And my role in the Augusta Interfaith Coalition is logistics. I work as logistics and participating and providing service to all of our sites that we service for our census and locations. All right. Thank you so much for that introduction. And Bishop Jackson, want to introduce yourself? Uh, how you doing, Dr. Jackson? My I'm name great. is Great, Great, Great. My name is Bishop Willie J. Jackson. I'm affiliated with the Shower of Blessings Prayer Temple in Augusta. I too am a retired Marine. I am uh, affiliated with several organizations in the community: Omega Psi Phi Fraternity, the VF, well, the VFW, the American Legion, Navets, and the list goes on and on. But what uh, what we what we have been doing for the last five months or so, we have been trying to get the community interested and 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 knowledgeable of what the census 2020 all about and what it entails. And subsequently, we have been averaging about 50 people per day signing them up at the courthouse, at the John H. Ruffin Courthouse on 9th Street. And we have been uh, running into several people who have no idea what the census entails. And subsequently, we have been you know, friendly with them. And I think that uh, I concur with what uh, Sister Carrie just said. The people, uh, they f can identify with a familiar spirit such as ours. And they, and a lot of people know us and it's easier to approach. 
and we're just trying to make Augusta better at the same time. All right, and I hope Augusta really appreciates that. Uh, the Greater Augusta's Interfaith Coalition has been around for approximately 22 years. Uh, it was founded by uh, Reverend Christopher Johnson, who it was formerly the pastor of Williams Memorial CME Church, uh, as well as uh, the former pastor at Broadway. It's Reverend Joanna, is that his name? Yes. Yes. Um, and of course, Reverend Jordan passed away a year or two ago, uh, but the coalition has gone on. Uh, you mentioned the census station, as I call them, at the Ruffin Courthouse. Uh, you all are there from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, and Miss Carrie Smith has been uh, leading all of the stations, but in particular the one at the municipal building uh, at 535 Telfair Street there on the first floor. Uh, we have encouraged people if they have not completed the census, if they don't have internet access at home, if they need assistance using a computer to get it done, um, you can come to one of those census stations. Uh, Carrie, you've been there now for several weeks, is it? Yes, um, the municipal building was one of our first locations that we established, but we also have a partnership with the 17 local counties that are also considered the hard to count counties that we have also went out to establish hot spots where we could set up mobile locations for those counties to be able to come out and do mobile census sign up as well. And we were able to provide these locations with PPE, protective e equipment care packages, where we have donated to these regions, especially areas like Hancock County, where the virus count was perceived to be really high. We have participated with milk drives as well as food drives, which we have also participated in giving back to the community. We have helped support these locations to, so that we could be partnership, so that we were able to be a more personable group when we went out to help. We tried to give them a value. We tried to educate them of why the census was important for them to fill out. A lot of individuals, it wasn't that they did not want to fill out the census. They just did not see the value of why they needed to fill out the census. So by explaining to them what the census was, what the census were able to do for them, and how the census was going to impact them, not just for this year, but for the next 10 years, made them understand, well, yes, not only do I need to fill out the census, but I need to let my friends know, my family know, that they also need to fill out the census. So it was a value added once you informed them what the census was for and what the census was able to do for them. And the local county areas, the mayor, civic, individuals in those counties was also actively engaged in helping to get the individuals out to get the census filled out. And if you mention some of those other counties, I think they were Burke County, Hancock County, uh, Jenkins County, um, Columbia County. Uh, we've had uh, some means of outreach in all of those counties. Uh, Ms. Smith mentioned the milk trucks. Um, there have been, um, by uh, virtue of the stimulus program and a partnership uh, with, between the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the U.S. Census Bureau, uh, the big milk trucks have come to town. 
um, at least a couple times a month. And those trucks have over 4,200 gallons of milk on them. Uh, we worked in partnership with uh, Good Hope Baptist Church a few weeks ago and gave out 4,200 plus gallons of milk for people in the community. Um, at those milk drives, we would sign up people for the census. Our team of volunteers would be there to do that, as well as uh, make sure that needy households were able to receive uh, milk. And you know, you've got people with uh, young children, um, a gallon of milk goes real fast. So some of those families were allowed to come in and uh, pick up as many gallons of milk as they could store at their homes. And at the same time, they did their civic duty by signing up for the census. Miss um, Smith, I think there are a couple other locations in Richmond and Columbia counties uh, where we have those census stations set up from um, 10 to 3. Which ones are those? Well, we have a census location set up at the TAG office in South Augusta. And we also have one set up at the in Grove Town at their, their county office, which has been a very productive office and very supportive as well. Um, the, the tax commissioner has been a very supportive individual. He has made sure he put a, a QR code in his latest tax letter, letting all the individuals know that they can just scan that code, which is take them directly to the census website so they could go online and fill that out and Bethel AME Church was also very um, essential with helping us with doing another drive for the milk truck as well so we have had numerous ministers and pastors within our community that has been essential with helping to volunteer in partnership with us with helping to push census and helping their membership, uh, helping to educate their membership about the importance of the census. Yes, that's right. And we've been especially appreciative of them. Uh, as an interfaith coalition, that means that uh, Great Augusta's Interfaith doesn't turn anybody down. Uh, we have partners who are Baptist, Methodist, uh, Episcopal, Muslim, Buddhist, I mean, you name it, uh, everybody uh, from all faiths is welcome because our idea is uh, pushing the greater good for community. Um, Bishop Jackson, as you uh, think about some of the people that you have talked to while you're working down at the uh, Ruffin Courthouse, uh, do you feel like people have left your table? When they walk by your table, do they leave uh, better off than they were when they came? Of course, because they leave with knowledge and just knowing that uh, $2,300 per individual, per household, and how that will uh, uh, enhance the city in doing what the city needs to do to help uh, uh, repair our roads, fix our schools, do the things that need to be done for the city and the county. And, that, and they leave knowing that they've contributed something. We had one young lady that when she found out what it was, she went back to East Augusta and got uh, four or five other different families. And she said she was gonna bring them back. And you know, we said, oh, well, and she brought them back. And we said, wow. So that's yeah. one of the most enlightening things mm -hmm. that happened since we've been doing the census. Okay, so it's not so much that people don't want to do the census 
it probably is more like they don't understand and they need to hear from some folks they can trust and relate to what it is. Is that what y'all have concluded? Some of it. And the sense is because of the, the coronavirus this year, uh, some of the census forms did not get mailed out. So some of the households did not receive the documentation. So therefore, they did not know that it was out and they did not know the proper processes to go through to be able to reach those resources. But when you explain to them something as simple as the reason your child is going to class in a trailer is because your camp was not done correctly in your community. So if you want your child to be able to go to a school and be in an actual classroom, you need to get counted. Then they understand, wow, it's something as simple as me getting counted, my neighbor getting counted, then we can have the same benefits as other individuals in their county to ensure that my child's not going to school in a trailer. Something simple as me filling out this form to make sure that we're we're getting counted so that we can get the necessary funds that we need to ensure that we're getting educated properly. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Just want to uh, reiterate for everyone, um, if you have completed it, but you know somebody who has not, your neighbors, uh, et cetera, friends, relatives, as you all just pointed out the examples, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 3 p.m. to at the Ruffin Courthouse, at 9th or James Brown and Walton Way, the Municipal Building at 535 Telfair Street, um, the City Hall in Grove Town, and the South Augusta Tag Office on Peach Orchard Road. Um, there will be Greater Augusta's Interfaith uh, volunteers at all of those locations from 10 to 3 uh, to assist you with ensuring that your census is completed. Just want to express my thanks to Bishop Jackson and Ms. Smith for appearing on the show, but even more so to them as part of the leadership team of Greater Augusta's Interfaith uh, in making sure that this important work happens in our community. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. As we get prepared for the election, I have some important dates to give you. Then we will walk through the ballot uh, as you will see it on November 3rd. Uh, we'll talk about absentee ballot applications and all things of that nature. Our first election day is Tuesday, November 3rd. That is the most important day for all of us to keep in mind. The next important date for all of us to keep in mind is that the registration deadline is Monday, October 5th. That is if you're registering online, if you're registering in person, or if you're registering by mail, it would have to be postmarked by Monday, October 5th in order for you to vote on November 3rd. Uh, if you are requesting an absentee ballot, which many of us are, due to uh, fears about being in uh, closed spaces where there could be potentially be lots of people uh, for reasons to protect your own health and safety. Uh, a lot of us are indeed uh, voting by mail. Uh, it says officially the last day to request a ballot is Friday, October 30th. I will tell you from my personal opinion that that is way too late. Uh, Richmond County, if you live in Richmond County, the Richmond County Board of Elections has already mailed out absentee ballot applications to all registered voters. I received mine on September 10th. 
So uh, if you have that, please fill that out. If you don't have that, uh, there are several other groups that actually are sending out absentee uh, ballot application information so you know how to access it. You may get an envelope from a group called the Center for Voter Information, which is a non-governmental, nonprofit 501c4 organization. You might also receive something from When We All Vote, uh, and it will have Michelle Obama's name prominently listed. That was an organization that she started back in 2018, along with Tom Hanks, Chris Paul, and Janelle Monet. So you have some big name folks behind that. That organization is called When We All Vote. The other organization I referenced was Center for Voter Information. So all those organizations are also sending out uh, absentee ballot applications and other voter information. Uh, you can use those. They are a valid means of getting registered because uh, they do have the official documents or show you how to get to the official documents for your state. Also, I found that probably the easiest way to get your request your absentee ballot is to go to securevoteGA.com. That is secure, S-E-C-U-R-E-V-O-T-E-G-A.com. Uh, if you go to that home page up on the top right-hand corner uh, in bold letters, in blue says secure absentee. So I clicked on secure absentee. It took me to a page where I just had to put in my name, my date of birth, and my driver's license number. Once I put that in, it took me straight to me. It recognized me by that identifying information, uh, asked me where I wanted to have the ballot mailed to. I filled that out. Uh, probably took me three minutes, I would say. And then I got a confirmation email indicating that the Georgia Secretary of State's office did in indeed receive my request for an absentee ballot. So um, that uh, is the paperless way to get it done. I know many of us now, particularly younger people, uh, like to go online to do things, and you can do that at securevoteGA.com. That is uh, taking you directly to the Secretary of State's office. You can also go to the MVP, My Voter page at the Secretary of State's office. It takes a couple more steps to get there, but you could also request an absentee ballot uh, there online as well. So having armed yourself with that, getting yourself ready to vote. Uh, the next thing you have to do as a responsible voter is figure out what is on the ballot. Uh, I went to the Richmond County Board of Elections website, uh, clicked on sample ballot. It'll take you to the Georgia Secretary of State's uh, website. You put in your identifying information. Again, just uh, first initial, last name, date of birth, uh, county of residence, and your uh, sample ballot will come up. Uh, I'll just run down that for you so you know what you have to get prepared for in order to be truly an informed voter uh, when that time comes. The uh, presidential race, of course, is there. You've got the Trump Pence versus uh, Biden Harris. Uh, there's also a libertarian candidate for president. Uh, you've got the U.S. Senate race where David Perdue is currently the incumbent. Uh, he's being challenged by John Ossoff, who is a Democrat, and Shane Hazel, who's a Libertarian. Uh, then you've got the special election for the United States Senate. Senate. This is to fill the unexpired term of Johnny Isaacson, who resigned. Um, and there are a whopping 20 candidates for that race. 
as you look, some of those candidates have identified themselves as independents. Others have identified themselves as Green Party candidates, Republican Party candidates, Democratic Party candidates, uh, and Libertarian candidates. So there are 20 candidates of all stripes who are attempting to fill the unexpired term of Mr. Isaacson. And as I understand it, what I've been told is that uh, you, you are, I know you just select one and it's sort of a free for all. It's not like there's going to be a Democrat running against a Republican. Uh, chances are because there are 20 candidates, there's going to be a runoff and it could very well wind up being two Democrats in a runoff, two Republicans in a runoff, a Libertarian versus a Republican. Uh, we just don't know. Everybody just go in, uh, research those candidates, vote for the person that you think best represents you. Uh, and we will look forward to most likely having a runoff because it's highly unlikely that in a 20-person race that one person will get more than 50% of the vote. Also on the ballot is the race for public service commissioner. Two races for public service commissioner um, are shown there. Um, which one you have will depend upon where you live. Uh, there's a race for the 12th congressional district. There's, uh, which is a contested race, there's Rick Allen, who's an incumbent Republican, and Liz Johnson, who won the Democratic nomination for that office. And then you've got a series of uncontested races uh, for my particular ballot on the Georgia State Senate uh, 22nd District, Georgia State House of uh, Representatives General Assembly. I only have one candidate there, uh, probate court judge, one candidate. Uh, superior court, clerk of superior court, one candidate, sheriff, one candidate, um, tax commissioner, coroner, uh, etc. And then a presiding judge of the civil and magistrate court of Richmond County, solicitor general, uh, all of those are uncontested races. Uh, the biggest local races that uh, we'll see a competitive race for will be for the district attorney of the Augusta Judicial Circuit. Natalie, Natalie Payne, who is the incumbent Republican, is being challenged by Jared T. Williams, who is a Democrat. Uh, you also have contested races for school board. Uh, there are several school board seats. Half of those school board seats are up. Uh, so there will be, chances are you'll have a contested race for school board. Also, uh, there are several other proposed con constitutional amendments that are on the ballot this time. Uh, first relates to authorizing dedication of fees and taxes to their intended purposes by general state law. Second, uh, waiving state and local sovereign immunity for violation of state laws, state and federal constitutions, and statewide referendum related to establishing a tax exemption for certain real property owned by charities. Finally, here in Richmond County, there's a Board of Education Special Purpose Sales and Use Tax. So there are lots of things to get educated on as you prepare for the November 3rd election here in Richmond County. Uh, we talked about early voting uh, last time. If you want to uh, uh, vote in person, but don't want to go on the 3rd because you fear those crowds or that day is not convenient for you, uh, early voting will begin on October 12th here in Richmond County. So 
there are lots of different options um, to vote. You can vote absentee, you can vote in advance at one of the advanced voting locations, or you can go into the polls on November 3rd. Uh, also, I will not, uh, cannot exaggerate the importance of getting prepared for all of these races. Uh, as I indicated, even on the local level, there's some races where there are candidates that you're going to have to research, and we're going to help you do that by bringing those candidates into the show. Um, but the tough part, I think, that all that trips up many of us is those constitutional amendments uh, and statewide referenda, because, I mean, a lot of times we just don't know. We get there in the ballot booth, we read it for the first time and go, I'm not sure what to do here. So please, I implore you to do some research on those. I'm going to try to do some research as well uh, in advance to just sort of see where these came from. How did they get on the ballot? Uh, sometimes things may on the surface appear to be good ideas, and then you dig a little deeper and figure out it's not so great uh, for you or for people who are like you uh, after all. So I'll try to do a little bit of research on those so we can get informed and, and ready to vote on those particular questions. In case you were not aware, yesterday, September 22nd, was National Voter Registration Day. Uh, and if you also notice, there are lots of subtle reminders we get to vote. Sometimes we consider those things to be junk mail or something that we don't need, something that's just annoying us or getting in the way of what we're really looking for. Uh, but it just so happens that uh, I checked my social media a couple days ago when I saw a reminder. Janice, it is National Voter Registration Day coming up on September 22nd. Have you registered to vote? I made reference earlier to a couple of organizations that have been sending mail out. Uh, also, I noticed in my mail another thing that we might consider junk mail. Uh, it came from the Fair Fight organization uh, entitled Make Your Plan to Vote in 2020. So I say this to say that there are things that we think may be junk, but really they're designed for our own good and they're designed to remind us of what we need to do to practice good citizenship. Um, when I look at something like National Voter Registration Day, the first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, well, where did this come from and who's paying for this? I actually went to their Facebook page uh, and it gives a list of major sponsors or premier sponsors of that um, special day. They include Viacom, CBS, uh, Facebook, which are obviously big media organizations, uh, different foundations, uh, AFLAC, the insurance company, Creative Artists Agency, that's a, a group of uh, agents for uh, artists, I believe. So you've got a series of organizations out here who try to do good things and they fund good activities for our communities and they come up with things like this. Uh, in regard to making a plan to vote I thought about that when I saw that postcard come in the mail and I said, well, you know, if we are going on a trip, we plan the trip. Uh, if we're planning a party or picnic, uh, we lay out the steps. We say what we're going to do. We know what we're going to need to have done by specific times in order to ensure that the event comes off in the way that we want it to. Likewise, with voting, uh, I am asking that you please 
um, make a plan for that. I talked earlier about as soon as you get that application for an absentee ballot to go ahead and fill it out. Uh, we talked about earlier, a few uh, weeks ago for the uh, prime runoff election, we talked about getting that ballot and dropping it off or going to the polls in, in advance, or if you're going to take the option to vote in person on election day, just make a plan for yourself so you know exactly what you intend to do, you know what deadlines you need to meet, and always do your homework in terms of researching those candidates. It may be very time consuming. You think, well, gosh, you know, I don't want to spend an hour or two or three looking up who all these candidates are. But on the flip, you may not want to live with the consequences that you get uh, when you turn out and have somebody elected that really is not uh, acting in your best interest. So as we move forward again, I'm going to do all I can from the vantage point of this show to make sure you are as prepared as you need to be. Uh, and uh, we look forward to having a fruitful election season. As always, I ask you if you miss a show, Show. Like, for instance, last week we had Fred Russell, former Augusta administrator and president of the FL Russell Group. Uh, if you miss an episode, you can always go to SoundCloud slash Local Matters and listen to that episode. Likewise, you can go to my website. Um, I always also encourage people to share the episodes from SoundCloud. I want everyone to take advantage of the knowledge my guests and I bring. You help me and your community every time you share on your social media or via text or email. As always, I close out from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Tune in here on WKZK.net. 1600 AM or 103.7 FM next Wednesday at 1.30 PM because local matters.